<laughs> Welcome to the legendary podcast. Hey. <laughs> All right. So I am Matthew Gunson. I'm here with my very best friend, Adrian Suarez. Thomas Rivera! Suarez. Absolutely. And before us, we have a fantastic friend to the show, our great friend, Kendall Prime. Hello, hello. This is prime time oh, with yeah, Kendall Prime. <laughs> you guys are already like, okay, now I know this is going to be a hype podcast. I know Absolutely. the mood now. I know the energy. Absolutely. Okay, it oscillates, though. We, we change it up sometimes. Yeah. We will have one podcast where it's completely silent. Mm-hmm. You have a silent podcast? No, no. This is gonna be it. I hope not. <laughs> All right. So, Adrian, why don't you kick us off with true confessions? For those who don't know, we're gonna share a little story with you guys, and then everyone here at the podcast has one minute to ask the person questions, mm-hmm. figure out if there's a true confession or a lie. Mm, we're gonna divulge our deepest, darkest secrets because we love y'all. My true confession was I learned to play the guitar with the song of BB King Stand By Me when I was 12 years old. Wow, that is specific. Uh, How many chords? Four. Because all I you need to know is just four. Well, actually, that song just had two. Were you singing along while oh, you were playing piano? Stand! Okay, yeah. Bye. I don't know. I think this is beautiful. I think it yeah. might be... It's, it's a lot of like grunting plus like slapping the guitar. So it was an yeah. easy song. Yeah. Was it an easy song to learn? So I didn't know how to play the guitar. So it took me quite a while to actually, you know get the pacing of it but it took me like as that week but it was easy for you to sing while playing the guitar yes because of the grunt thing but anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> so whenever you sing, you're just like <laughs> yes very much so and I was just like if I forget the chord I just like slap the guitar you know yeah, I, just I, improv sorry the improv make just a like, beat make a, a beat you know that's Thank you, BB King. <laughs> I should have like named my guitar out. I think like he named his Lucy or something. Well, you can still name a guitar. It's not dead. Mm, very much so. Well, that's time. Ooh. What What do we think, Kendall? I think he's telling the truth. You see, I I would agree with that. Adrian's a very talented guy. He could definitely learn the guitar. But I I know it's really difficult to sing while, while playing, playing an guitar. instrument. But he, especially the if you're grunting new. and the padding on the guitar mm. means he might. I'm going to have to go with it's false. You think it's false. I say true. What is the verdict? Yes, it's true. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh darling, darling, sad. Natural me. If I only I had I a lighter to know. wave in the audience. I might, I might perform in your like Battle of the Band. You never know. I might just have like, a pseudonym. Anyway, you know, we're looking we'll, we'll for... promote that later. <laughs> Last I was gonna get, I was gonna flame you. I was like, we're looking for comedians. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind me, Sam. Sorry, I just sometimes, you know. Absolutely. You have to let yeah. you Absolutely. Sing. I just come in, like, you know. What's the matter with uh, <laughs> Rambo? What's the deal with this airplane food? <laughs> no, no. All right, all right. Oh, gee. All right, my turn then. There you go. All right, so my true confession here is. When I was 15 years old, my brother and I were flying a drone, and we were switching on and off, and my brother started going, Matt, you have to, like, I want my turn right now, and so I was really nervous, and so I stopped looking at the drone and crashed it onto my neighbor's roof. Ooh. 
you stopped looking and you crashed the drone. Did you ever get the drone back? That thing is still on their roof to this day. How tall is their house? I can't give you feet. It's about yay big. You know, it's you can't climb it. It's pretty big. So Two you, stories. Okay. How mm. much? Hmm. I don't know. Right? Like it's like it's, it's a simple story. I know it's his brother, though. <laughs> I've met his brother, and I think they, they would do something as goofy as that. Oh, they John Gunton's a great guy. What can I say? <laughs> Takes after his older brother. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Let me see. Okay, what brand of, like, drone was it? Dude, it was, like, a $1 drone. It was a $1 drone? Okay. Because yeah, like I was like, if it's an expensive drone and you left no. it on the roof, that's a lie. It wasn't you a DJI. Never... Although, if they wanted to sponsor this podcast, feel free to reach out. We will gladly accept it. At DJI. DJI. <laughs> Give us money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, hmm. What do you think, Ken? I think, like... I feel like... Most, like... I want to say it's a lie. I don't know why, but I feel like it's a lie. Also, one thing is, like, we haven't actually lied on the show ever. Like, I don't think we've actually told a lie, like, the two of us. That's true. (laughs) So I'm going with... I want to say it's a lie. You know, I want... It has to be a lie, but I'm going with truth. It's true. It is true. Because <laughs> we got to change this pattern, man. I think the audience knows we're never You guys need to be better liars. Why are you telling be better. Damn. All right. You know what? We'll have to just, we'll come back next week. But we'll try to figure story. it out. All right. All right. Kendall, you're all up. Okay. When I was 13, I was chased by a single file line of seven llamas. Mm. Mm. How do you get llamas to chase you in a single file line? My family and I were hiking the Incan Trail. In mm. Peru. So I was in Peru. Yep. So, like, in Peru, llamas are very organized. <laughs> no, they, they just, just like, were trotting single go, file. Go. Like, it's actually, it was very scary at the time. Like, probably the closest I've done, like, to being in a horror movie. Like, that's the closest <laughs> I've ever been to being murdered. Um, zombie like, llamas coming to theaters yeah. near you. But, yeah, they were single file. Just naturally, it was a thin path, you know. What, what did your parents say? Like, yeah, this like let her go. Like, <laughs> oh, I wasn't at the time. I was split off from my parents. We went with two families, so I was with my brother and two family friends. Mm. So they didn't hear us. We they had no service, so we had to shout. <laughs> we had to shout to reach each other. Like, mom, I'm being chased by single Basically, file llamas. Being like, mom. So how did it stop? Um, we sprinted all the way back to our families and our parents, and. Yeah. Or did we? Mm. Or did we? Mm. It's true, it's off the clock. You know, just knowing how adventurous you are, I feel like this is true. Because I know you've climbed a mountain and, like, shimmied down it by yourself. Twice, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm going to say this is capital T true. Right. And also, mm-hmm. I, it was, like, so quick how you came up with this true confession. So I think it's definitely or maybe true. You, I or maybe I just have like a, a lie always. <laughs> I, I always have a that. lie ready to go. Maybe I'm like lying. you always you lied know. about this specific thing. Like <laughs> you always lie. you only have like one lie, and it's always one of in single file. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> it was true. Yeah, no, it was a fun time. It was a good. I don't know. It was like a good memory, but in the during and during the creation of the memory, it was very scary. I wasn't. <laughs> I was not a fan. <laughs> Do llamas actually bite people? Uh. I, or kick or something. They kick. They charge. I got charged by a llama also. I don't like llamas. You know? Mm. Just after that, I'm not a big llama person. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so here, Kendall, for the audience who maybe hasn't met you before. Yeah. Because t- you're a very, very involved person. You and I work closely together with the UP. Yes. Kind of tell them 
You'd what be more involved with the university production. University yes, production. Because you're one of those people that always has something interesting going on. Always, oh, yeah. always. Um, okay, so I'm a big fan of community engagement in general. So a lot of what I do is working with like just people around me and hanging out. I'm a community service office. I'm a student coordinator there. So we coordinate the programs that connect Lehigh students to service opportunities in Bethlehem. Respect. I'm a posse scholar, which means that I'm here on a leadership scholarship and I'm here with a team of nine other people and we're just supposed to like support each other and make sure that we all graduate and also just like make this campus more inclusive just by doing whatever we want to do. I'm a poli-sci major with a double minor in film and documentary story making so I like to make films. I'm learning how to do that this year. Um, Political science, Mm -hmm. I love philosophy. Sick as hell. Right. Um, So fun. And Mm. then uh, what else do I do? I play soccer. I like to play soccer. That's, like, fun. I play Tuesdays. I, I used to play club soccer, but I dropped it because I got so busy. So now I play casually on, like, Tuesdays and Sundays. And I'm just trying, like, Which literally. Which is what, like, club soccer should be. It's I'm what it should saying. be. Well, it's just the yeah, practice anyway. times. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, club this soccer is, folks, we love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out club soccer. I still support you. Um, and then I, let me think. I really, it's hard to list everything that I do off of the top of my head. I write for the South Sider, which is a newspaper in Bethlehem. So I'm a columnist, 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 column, mm. col- I don't know. Anyway, she's I'm also that. a communist. But anyway, I'm a right? communist. She, you know, she's a no, communist columnist. Verified communist now. <laughs> you're, you're first. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I cover civic governance and arts and culture, which is really fun. And yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and I'm also Kappa Alpha Theta. I'm in a sorority, and I might be running for a leadership position. And just, like, you know, making it nice. Impressive. Thank you. I would feel feel remiss you didn't also And I'm a director of university production. There we go. That's the whole reason why I'm here, actually. I'm forgetful. So with like the amount of stuff Ke- Kendall does, like you know what, everyone would forget the um, like Thank the you. stuff you do because like it's a lot. Not yeah. many people can go on for three minutes about what they do, what they do. and, and then, then forget. still forget something. I just I like to be I like to run around. I like to I like to ha- be. You you, you know? mentioned that you like philosophy, so I have like this mm-hmm. same philosophical dilemma. Like, are there times you just be? Yeah, actually, I have suffered from anxiety for a sec Mm. so I've like learned that the most important thing to do is to take care of yourself and in college it's really hard so I spend the first like three hours of every morning doing leisure stuff so that means being by myself or going for walks you know off the grid I'm not really good at social media so you don't have any morning classes you just like intentionally oh I have a sick ass schedule oh can I yes Tuesdays and Thursdays I have no class Ooh. On Mondays and Wednesdays, I have class from 1 to 10 p.m. and then um, 1 to 9 p.m. But it's okay. I'm fine because I have, like, a nice morning. And then on Fridays, I just write for the Southsider for an hour. It's, like, our meetings. But I have to – but on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's, like, kind of more self-managing projects because a lot of what I do is give, I, get a, I get a project and I have a deadline. And so I spend my Tuesdays and Thursdays doing what I got to do when I got to do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yes, do you think that we can just be? You know, I think that's the, always the temptation is that like there's always something more you can do. There's always something more you can be. Mm-hmm. But like the being part, again, we're just like waxing philosophical. However, mm-hmm. there is a lot to be said in just sitting down, 
and being calm. I think that actually is an image of success. Like, it's not necessarily being that millionaire, but being perhaps happy. it's just like the inner peace, you know what I'm saying? But I may be uh, wrong. I would disagree with that. Right? Okay, here we go. Here, here's the future millionaire what's coming your, to me with it. Well, the reason he's saying that is because Adrian and I have this argument at least three times a day. Definitely, I mean... We're like husbands and wives about this. Aren't we, <laughs> darling? <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> no, but I think, for me at least, I find that I'm most happy when I'm most engaged. When I go to bed knowing that there's more things I have to do tomorrow, but that I've also done a ton of stuff today. You know, I really am one of those people that doesn't enjoy just sitting down for weeks at a time and doing nothing. I can maybe sit and be for 30 Maybe forty-five minutes, but that's about it. But maybe you're like, I want to make ever an been impact. Like being alone, like just like no contact with anything. Why would I want to do that? Because it's lit. Also, I think we're talking about this like flow thing. Like maybe you're when being thoughts... when he when he's doing, but like, you, like what? Well, to your point, going outside and just being by yourself, like shit. I hike. I, well, when I'm back home, I hike regularly, daily, ideally. I'm a big backpacker. I actually love and hate civilization. So, um, I don't know. I think that being able to be alone with yourself is a kind of proof of, um, like, I don't know. Well, that's, I just like being alone. It's you know? interesting. We're, yeah. we're sort of saying something similar. I although think we maybe are. we're not articulating it. Yeah, I agree. When you I'm say being alone, <laughs> there's kind of two ways to be alone, in my mind at least. Mm-hmm. One is like, like quite literally alone. There's no one around you. Mm-hmm. But the other is this idea that some people call flow, right? There's tons of TED Talks about this. It's very well thought out, especially for creative types. It happens a lot. I mean, the easiest way for a college kid to experience this is let's say you have a class you really, really like. And so while you're in that class, you're taking notes, you know, maybe you're interacting with the professor, asking lots of questions, but whatever it is, you are in the zone. Mm-hmm. Your full attention is on this subject. That is what I feel like flow is. And that's what I constantly Being try focused. to do with myself, yeah. right? You do these projects, like mm. we're doing this battle with the bands, yeah. doing all these little things. What we really want to do is have some sort of impact, something we can put our full self into, and really just get lost in it. I agree. And, like, yeah. that's the beauty of project-based work. Like, for Battle of the Bands, we've been working on it for about... A month. A month now. A month. And it's starting... It's happening on Friday. Shameless plug. 8 to 10 p.m. Battle of the Bands. We're going to have this plug on and on and on. On and on and on. <laughs> this isn't our No, podcast. but it's, like, kind of being... I like project-based work because it gives me the chance to, like... It's fun to, like juggle so many things and tasks that are so small but so necessary like putting in the budget or you know talking to catering or Mm -hmm. like reaching out to artists creating flyers and it's like there's a bunch of small tasks and so like the flow that we have to like lock into to accomplish that it's I think almost a form of self-care for me to like do projects because it gives me the time to like like I have to carve out a chunk of time to work on it and by working on that and just like focusing, it like like it's a fun way for me to feel relaxed. Totally agree. Like I don't even stress about it until like the actual day. Because like the work you're putting in just the hours and like, yeah, the, hours, the hours. process is actually fun for y'all. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even. I mean, talking about putting in the hours, I don't think really does it justice. It's more like I mean they call it flow because of how it like once you hear that word. 
and you experience it, you immediately put the two together. Yeah. There's just something about being completely tuned in. Like, if you think about, like, a river of thoughts, and so when you're on Instagram, you're on any sort of thing that's very quick, like... Nobody looks at a meme for five minutes and dissects this thing pixel by pixel. You do this in a matter of seconds. That's an example of, like, more distracted attention, right? Mm-hmm. You t- like, imagine talking to 50 different people at a party. But when you're, like, locked in and you're, like, in your zone, then you flow. Like, you mm. go from one task to the next to exactly. the next. Or same with writing. Like, when I write, yeah, I'm literally just, like, talking out loud to myself. Like, it's, like, you know, like, it's... It's basically it's this close. podcast. We're just talking. Yes, uh, we're, we're, we're actually I, writing I right be, now. Yeah, we're just. <laughs> this could be my next transcript. You right. never know. But well, um, so I'm curious, Adrian, because you've been rather yeah. silent on this, and Kendall and I are definitely. Yeah, yeah. Here, we've worked so much together. So, like, in, in terms of flow, like, I, I definitely do agree that when you do meaningful work, like, time is non-existent, and that it's essential, right, to being happy. And there's a tons of research as to how flow relates to positive psychology. On that note, I'd also say, like, flow is challenging for a lot of, like, college students and even just, like, young professionals in general, just people in general, because there's numerous uh, disruptions to our attention and we're always looking for a new stimuli. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. It's always, like, what's the next, you know, thing we can shop for? What's the next thing that, you know, we we can search for on Instagram? And, like, if you keep strolling down, right, I think that's actually (laughs) the most analogous thing that people have to flow, right, Mm -hmm. these days is go to your social media, you know, account and just, like, go through Snapchat, go through Instagram. But is that real flow? No. No, Definitely not. Right? So I'm curious to kind of see how, like, most people experience flow because like, I think it's uh, it, it's, it's very, rare these days. Well, it's individual for sure. I mean, we can't sit down and write down a formula. Yeah. But I'm, I know for me personally, I feel flow, especially when it's like we're jumping between tasks. You know, like somebody, something unexpectedly happens. Like, you know, a guest cancels for the podcast and we have to move quickly to fill that thing. Or, you know, for Battle of the Bands, we want to have big... You know, we want to have marketing, everyone talking about it. So we have to reach out to people, get them to work with us. You know, all these sort of little things. I experience flow, especially when it comes to, like, uniting people. You know, mm. like, for this podcast, there's nothing better than booking a great guest like Kendall. You What's know, up? that's just, Thank like, you. that's really when I feel flow. Prime time, Kendall. Prime time. Let's go. We're going to make yeah, that Yeah, that's lady. my last name. Just so you guys know, my name is... Cool. I've been told. I've been told by many people that it's cool. So it's like there you it go. must be. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if if they're wrong, we're right. It is definitely a cool essay. It is. Okay. Thank you for that mm. praise. Oh. Love validation. <laughs> but when do you feel flow? When do I feel flow? Um, I like to walk. So that's like my like when I'm walking mm. and thinking like. I get, you know, flow is different for what I'm doing. So, like, if I'm doing work, then my, like, I have different flows that I lock in on. But yeah. my, personally, my favorite one is when I'm just, like, walking around, like, being able to, like, have my thoughts to myself. And then there's this, I get to a point where the movement of, like, walking kind of, like, calms Absolutely. me down. And I just am really focusing on my thoughts and I'm, like, locked into my own conscious. Mm. And it's just kind of being present. I experience flow when I'm present in my environment. So I could say right now, I'm flowing, you know? You're, she is flowing. She like, is definitely. I'm dropping some knowledge oh. right now. There you like go. Just dropping. like Ben Santos <laughs> will be rapping on Battle of the Bands. You're dropping knowledge like mm. he's dropping beats. Yes. Bam. Battle Again, of the bands. Wh- 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 when is the Battle of the Bands, guys? <laughs> Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. Friday. Slide through. All right. So. <laughs> 
out of that, you know, like it's interesting because like I took this philosophy class, and there is actually the philosophy of walking, and it is in that essence that because um, you know the great thinkers of the world took time out of their day, they intentionally carved out time to just walk alone. You know, Charles Darwin, Ralph. You know, uh, Waldo Emerson. I think even Socrates and Plato. You know, uh, oh, Socrates practiced walked walking, everywhere. Right? Oh my God! I mean, yeah. th- that's we didn't how have big... any other choice. You know? They're no yeah. cars. <laughs> he was out here <laughs> harassing everybody left and right. I mean, I, th- I think he might have had some llamas. You know, <laughs> like uh, let's ride. <laughs> let's go to uh, Peru. You know, he was like, even like going up to llamas. Are you truly happy right now? <laughs> Are you chasing Are you someone? <laughs> that's when you're going to be fully. What fulfilled. is the true chase? <laughs> but, you know, um, are you chasing Kendall or chasing yourself? Oh, mm. think about it, mm. <laughs> llamas. <laughs> I swear to God. But, but to like kind of like transition right, like from from like the flow stuff to like how do you guys find the awesome stuff that you guys do? So like you do a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. How do you hear of it? And like how do you just like say, you know what, this is me. For example, you you, you mentioned like community service. How did you just like say yes? I'm going to be locking in on community service. I'm I just, do this. like, stumble. I stumble around. I walk around. I stumble. <laughs> like, I don't even, like, honestly, my life, I just, t- I, this is going <laughs> to, I make the decision that I know the least about <laughs> oh. because then I'll learn the most. So is that why you joined Greek Life? That's how I got to... Uh, <laughs> you, no, we can talk about Greek I, I, Life. I'm we're gonna, we're definitely going to talk about Greek Life. No, no, I know. And a lot of my friends aren't in Greek Life. And they have Again, terrible we, we, we love, views of it. The people okay. we love, we just insult on this podcast. Anyway, we love you. Oh, oh no, no, no. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I think, but yeah, that was an important discussion, too. And I, I think, think that it should like be talked about. I think it's like the people. Because you know, for Kendall, you say it like you know the least about. But I think it's also about like... Oh, it's the people. For sure. Like, you might not know the most. Like, when I called you over the summer and we were like, let's do this Battle of the Bands mm-hmm. thing, we had been good friends for a while, but we also had no idea how much work it was going to be to oh, put God, this no, on. Oh, God, no, we did not. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you no. Know? It's a lot of work, but mm-hmm. it's fun. And so that's that's kind of the thing is that, like, I reached out to Kendall because I knew her really well, right? Obviously, I'd never put on a Battle of the Bands with Kendall before. Yeah. Most people that you meet in during the Posse Plus retreat, you don't inherently just put on events with. Yeah, but, but also, like, that's how you... You gotta meet the first. Sorry, Ooh, I put my jacket she, on. She just wore that jacket like it was Flex. lit. Oh, bam. Thank you. It's... If you'd like to buy any of this apparel, oh. it can be found on the store. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. Uh, uh, where did I get this one from? I think it used to be my grandpa's. Ooh. Nice. Old vintage. You were about to say jackets. something, Adrian, though. No, I was. I was just curious again, man, because like we have got Kendall, and I kid you not, we were having a conversation not too long ago, and she works for free. For free, well, as a college work. student for CSL. It's not work. Right? It's not, That's none amazing. of the things I do are, my rule is, if I don't want to do something, I don't. Like, if I don't like it, I don't do it. If it doesn't bring me joy, there's no point. But I think his mm. point was more about getting paid. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. both. I was, but yes, I yeah, mean, we get paid I, as well. I, um, yeah, it's hard to, I just to, like, take advantage of what the university gives me. And there's a lot of resources that, like, if I seek them out, I can have free stuff. And I try to, like, put that on blast for everyone because I think that, uh, you know, they don't advertise the stuff they give away for free. Such as, (laughs) we're blessing it right now. (laughs) Yes. Like, for example, Battle of the Bands, not out of my pocket. (laughs) Absolutely. They're paying for it. Like, we found a means to pay for it. It's a huge event. We sought out funding. And so um, I also worked over the summer. I did a full-time job. 
and I saved up a good chunk there. So I, I'm like rationing and like yeah. budgeting. I guess the question, um, if I could kind of yeah, take your that. question to the next level, because you're a very talented person, Thank right? You. Like you, it's not easy to find a Kendall Prime if you put them <laughs> all in a bucket. So the question is, at what point do college kids have to start asking to get paid for what they're doing? And at what point Advocate. is it truly just, oh, I only need the experience? Oh. Because mm. that's a really difficult question. Most people don't even think about or begin to think about. And Ooh, I think yeah. that, you know, college students are capitalized on as a source of free labor because we don't have experience. We need to build our resumes. And, like, I understand, like, that is a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And I personally, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I should ask. I can't. It's hard because um, the, the fund, there's, like, a whole, there's so many loopholes and there's so many rules about colleges funding students. And it's, like, we can't pay for you unless you have work study and stuff like that. And if I don't have work study, then, um, you know, like my, like, like there's a lot of people here that don't have work study, but are on like, like barely, like barely don't qualify. And like, I Mm -hmm. am privileged enough that I'm not in that boat, but I have heard of people who have gotten their work studies revoked because one of their siblings graduated college and that changed their, um, it changed the demonstrated need. Yeah, their demonstrated need, and yeah. like it is a common experience, and so um, I don't know. I just think that it should be an open dialogue, and it should be normalized to talk about Absolutely. because I think that uh, financial. Um, I don't want to say financial exploitation because that sounds like very extreme, but I think that um, it's. A lot of issues can be solved if they're just normalized and if they're just talked about in open and honest dialogue where everyone's respected. You get rid of asymmetrical information, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Mm. Because a lot of systems that hold people back uh, use this thing called um, authority. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. they basically... Tell me more about this. Fight the machine! Yeah, fight the machine. Let's go there. But... um, (laughs) They basically put up a lot of rules and they put up a lot of red tape and they create a lot of guidelines and they create bureaucracy. And what bureaucracy does is it distance, it distances those in authority from the people that it is, you know, governing. They call it the serve, yes. yeah. Political science. That's, that's what I do. That's what I learned. But uh, that's just, so like that um, system or like that model isn't always... Like, it's necessary to have, a, like, an organization, but um, it's also, like, there's a balance that must be found within any, like, mm. organization of, like, how, like, are we, do you know, do you know, I don't really know where I'm going with this, <laughs> I'm going to be really honest. I was going somewhere well, with you're it. You're going very well. Was, we, we, okay. we, we're, we're stumbling, okay. we're going to okay. stumble somewhere okay, let's good. Stumble. We're, let's it, this is really good. This is... But it's just, like, um, there's a balance, I think, that must be maintained between, like, um, you know, leading people yeah. and like listening to them, and sometimes people, um, you know, need to be like need to be. There's sometimes like people need guidance, yeah, and that's what, um, you know, authority or like leaders do. But sometimes, like it's you have to be able to do it in the interests of the people, and I think that oftentimes private institutions and colleges are like. 
any large scale institution has such a dissonance between the like institution and like the actual students the actual students that it kind of creates some static in between the communication mm. and I think that's the biggest problem. She's I definitely flowing. That that <laughs> metaphor was definitely flowing. Thank you. Thank you. I would agree. I mean, I think any organization if you, the only way it works is through communication. I mean, you even want to take this to like computer science or biology. Mm-hmm. When your nerves don't work in your body, your brain is it's just effectively yeah. you just so limited what you can do. Mm-hmm. And so an organization always has to make sure that there's talking to all parts of the organization. Otherwise, yeah. it can't be effective. So I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts on like how Lehigh, as an organization, fulfills that role of you know being an active body that communicates to students, to faculty, to staff? Because I don't think it does. Right. Let's be real. That's, Those that's, are my I think the better right question <laughs> is maybe can you think of any organization that does? Because it's very easy to criticize. To like put Lehigh. There's always things that are wrong. But can you think of one that's doing it right? One organization that's doing it right. Because I can only think of one right now. I'm thinking of my community service office. So that's actually where I was also like hinting to. Because, right, like, can, what is Lehigh? Because this is like something that I was like actually asking to myself because I I had the community meeting because I'm a Griffin. (laughs) Shout out to Griffin Society. (laughs) Uh, And we were talking about like, you know, uh, does Lehigh actually care about first gen students? That was kind of like the discussion. Now, now, I, I would, um, you know, qualify that statement because what is Lehigh, right? Like, no one really asked that question. It just felt like there are there should be some administrators, some, like, higher up that would, like, be, <laughs> have, like, Lehigh apparel every time and would represent um, the organization. But it's, there's no one like that. There's no <laughs> person who is the it's organization. The thing, yeah, there's no and single so, But there are, person. you know, small offices like the CSO, like University Productions, like the Griffin Society, mm-hmm. which make up this, you know, this It's a collection. Ecosystem. And so that's what I was thinking to myself is that really it comes down to, like, how responsive it is to information. Like, small organizations work really well at this level because, I mean, there's really, like you were talking about bureaucracy separating the leaders from everybody else, that can exist, right? A small office, if it has a ton of bureaucracy, fails. Because mm-hmm. it just... It's impossible. It does nothing. But there's only one example is, like, these big tech companies. Like, when you look at Google, mm. compared to, say, any sort of large bank... Google does a phenomenal job of knowing their customers. Now, of course, there's all this talk about privacy, Mm -hmm. which is a very important thing. But if you just look at it from the point of view of the first thing you have to do to serve somebody is to know who they are, right? The first thing you have to do is understand what they want and who they are. A company like Google does that exceptionally well, right? I mean, there's there's definitely some negatives to this, you know, exploitation, people's privacy and what ads they get shown. But it's one of the only examples I can think of, of a truly massive organization that can truly respond to an individual. And I don't mean like in every sense respond. It's not perfect. Yeah. But I can't think of any example other than that where they could respond in any sort of meaningful way. Yeah. And I think the biggest um, strategy that Google uses is they take, or anyone, I think, or like any organization, I think it's really important to like, break it down into smaller pieces. And so, like, I don't know much about Google's infrastructure, but I do know that they also take care of their employees pretty well. And so it's like you just have... Like, they're 
not only like they don't only have their consumers, but they also have their workers. And so I think that a good organization takes care of its people too. And that's why Google gives free food. Yes. That's why they, you know, have like lit office spaces and all that cool stuff. Now, you know, this is like a good segue to kind of like, you know, a last note that I'm curious about. We, we kind of like touched on this, but Greek life as an organ, like as a body, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of it communicating, you know, what it is, let's just say at Lehigh's campus, what are your thoughts about that, right? Like, how does Greek life communicate itself to the average Lehigh student? You know, I don't think that Greek life communicates outside of Greek life sometimes. I think it's a bubble. And I think that it, there's also a lot of, like, um, variation between chapter to chapter and mm. between the three councils. And I think that there isn't really much of communication and education about what Greek life is besides to those who are in Greek life or interested in Greek life. And I think that people who aren't interested in Greek life have very valid reasons because there's a lot of stuff that goes on that I don't think is toxic. And I think, I think is toxic Mm -hmm. and is unhealthy, but at the same time, like in my, like my sorority, I can speak for them. I love Theta now. I, honestly started saying sisters as a joke i was like what's up sisters and i was like that's corny but um but now he's they're fam- yeah they're what, family. what was the full name of that uh the, kappa the alpha theta you got what it takes can i join sister you have the hype you know sister. I'm like, all right go ahead <laughs> i think i can you know anyway but um you yeah, know greek life it's got a lot of issues and uh, I think that the only way it can be better is if they try to be better. And so one thing that I do is, like, like I'm living in a house. I'm living in a sorority. Like, I want my sorority to be a good living situation for me. So that's why I contribute. And it's, like, I think that there are some organizations that don't have the best. Um, and, like, because students run Greek life. Like, we have advisors, but for the most part, we are choosing our own organization. And so... Um, like, Theta has their a different way to, like, govern and organize than other chapters. And so that also varies. And there's just a lot of different intricacies about Greek life that I've learned only by, like, joining it. Mm. And um, I think that, like, the whole you don't know about it unless you're in it is kind of, you know, exclusive and clicky and kind of lame. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Definitely. Are, are there like any golden nuggets you'd want to leave our, our audience before we end the show? Like, golden nuggets. Golden nuggets, uh, whether it's Greek Life, CSO. Battle of the Bands. Battle of the Bands. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very golden nugget. Battle <laughs> of the Bands, Friday, 8 go. to 10 p.m. Winner um, gets $150. Winner gets $150. Oh, can I yeah, still and join? Again. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, we'll let me sing some, you know, BBK. This no. is your audition. Oh, right, right now. Right now. <laughs> this is lovely. All right, well, to everyone listening, onwards and upwards. We love you. See you later. Good talk. Bye.